Welcome back to another episode of the Levity Floatcast. Today we sit down with Sydney Davis, the creator of Niplids. So sit back, relax, Floatcast. We have Sydney from Niplids here in studio. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. It's been absolutely awesome getting to chat with you before your float a little bit. Um, your brand and everything you embody as an artist, I think, is super. Um, just really, really cool. Thank you. Um, so super happy to have you here in studio. I'm happy to be here. Um, Even I, happier after the float. Right on. I saw, <laughs> you know Phil Seth? Do you know Phil Seth? Uh, I just met him recently at a, it's like an artist hub. It's called Red Fishbowl. I hear so many good things about Red Fishbowl. Yeah. I know a few other folks there as well. Mm-hmm. You, you can find my niblets there. They house them. Yeah, Phil's, Phil's a next level artist. Um, he's somebody that, we worked with Phil and did a collab with him. He oh, cool. would float and come out and then paint. The things that Ooh. came out of that man's mind <laughs> was, is amazing. He's just next level talent. So when I saw that, like he commented and I yeah. was like, oh, very cool. Maybe like you guys know each other. I met him at, they have a nude sketch class. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Wow. I went and tried it. I just wanted to try something different while I was in town and I met him. He was one of the instructors. So he was educating me through I, that. I am so anxious to ask, how is he as an educator and a instructor? Because <laughs> I um, absolutely love him. Yeah, uh, he's very like, you know, I was asking questions and he answered them. But besides that, he kind of just like let me do my own thing. But a lot of uh, tips and tricks, but he very just like let me be independent as I want it to be. I, I think that's something that a lot of people would go in with a lot of anxiety and hold up like a little concern. So oh, yeah. I was, he's such a calming. I really like him and yeah. I, I that's it's neat to hear to see I've always seen him as the artist and not the instructor so to be able okay. to hear like he does a really good job at that too I absolutely believe he it. just asked to paint one of my photos on uh, Instagram so that's how that's cool we got connected <laughs> yeah. so yeah. he's he'll create something that when I first met him one of the cool things about Phil I don't know if you've, you haven't met him yet, not really. yet. Not so yet. with Phil there's this human that you see and he's just unassuming like he's unassuming like he would be you would just pass him mm-hmm. on the street and that to see what comes out of his beautiful mind I'm excited. out of this like what he creates i a super big fan of phil seth so um i always like to say his name and speak highly hey, of him shout and out to phil. right on um coming out of your first flow sydney how are you feeling oh gosh uh a variety of emotions um yeah. something that kept popping into my head and i think it's just because i i think about the body a lot because i use it a lot for art yeah but i think it's like the closest thing we'll ever um, get to what it probably felt the like womb. in the womb. I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. I was just like, you know, I create with my body and I was just like, oh my gosh, is this what I felt like in my mom? But then I was like, I'm not going to say that in the podcast. That was weird. <laughs> you just did, baby. Can you, can you describe that feeling? Like if you, what is, <laughs> what is the optimal womb for you? I mean, I won't say optimal. Um, I'm, and pro all wombs, but um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. I, it just felt like organic movement. I guess is the best way to describe it. Like I wasn't moving myself; I was just in there, and mm. I was just kind of flowing with 
what was going on. Like it was no, like there were no forces, no force fields or like mm-hmm. anything really moving me. It was just kind of like free flowing. So how long did it take your, cause walking through, I think one of the things that came through, at least for me, what I felt from you was you have a very active mind, a very busy mind. Oh, I do. And I'm a very type A personality it, for sure. How was that for you getting in the tank with silence? Um, that's a great question. I, at first, it was a lot of mantras at first. Okay. So yeah. I, I do meditate. Yeah. So it was a lot of like, okay, this is a safe place. Smart. This Smart. Is a, yeah. Like, just, you know, let this be a new experience. Were you nervous? Because like with that mantra, it sounds like you might have had some fear or apprehension. Uh, I think at first you were like, you don't have to close the door right away. So I didn't. And then I was like, I'm going to close the door. I'm just going to like have the experience. Um, So I think when I first closed the door, it just reminded me a lot of meditation. Um, But when I opened my eyes, the meditation didn't stop. If that Mm. makes sense. Because when you're in a meditation form, Mm. I think like when you open your eyes or when you break that Mm. form, it usually breaks the meditation. But for me, it didn't when I was in there. So Mm. I wouldn't use the word nervous. I think I just was trying to allow it to be something new and not letting my mind define it as something that I've experienced before. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I meditate too. And um some people do it with their eyes open. I definitely prefer with my eyes closed. I mm-hmm. think it's the reintroduction of light. Because even if like you go for a long time, like let's say 30 or 45 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe when you open your eyes, you don't recognize objects, but it's light and color yeah. that really kind of snaps you out of it. And mm-hmm. you don't have that in the in tank. Yeah. I, I really like your uh, description too of organic movement because in, mm. in a sensory deprivation tank where everything is cut off, you still do move because of kind of the natural flow of right. the water and it like it kind of ripples through you. So I thought that was great. Yeah. There was a point when uh, I don't really know what form I was like, where I was really at, but I wasn't quite asleep, but I don't think I was awake. Yeah. But I know my heart like beat really like it was just a big like boom. And I kind of like woke up and was like, Mm. oh, yeah, I'm in this tank. So I definitely was in a meditative state because I wasn't like in the state I'm in with you guys right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that was a, a cool moment for me. That's awesome I to was hear. Like, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> Deep in the mind. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's one of those things that until you experience it, it's really tough to like wrap your mind around. And when we were walking through, I was thinking like, I hope you're able to unwind your thoughts and to give yourself some peace. Yeah, definitely. It was, um, it was definitely a, um, it was a process for sure. How did that go for you? Um, It was just a lot of like, you know, just like telling myself that like that with this space and this time and just defining it for myself and what I wanted it to be. And then also, like I said before, allowing it to be something new and undefined. So it was that battle of like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, like. Yeah, uh, you just had your pop-up the other day. That went really great. And um, you should probably, like, reach out to these people. You never hit this person back in. And it was like, wait, no. (laughs) This is for you. And this is not that space or that time. And it was just, like, a lot of coming back to that. And also just, like, 
okay, like, what's going on with you? You know, yeah. like, hey, Sydney, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> haven't talked to you for a while. Yeah. So it was a lot of like back and forth between those two places. That's an amazing description because I think a lot of folks come in without those tools right out the gate. Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to hear that and share that, um, Dobra tea. Shout out to Dobra tea. What do you think about oh, the yeah. hibiscus the and Rubio's tea? The tea's a great that's, um, ending touch to the... That's our folks from Dobra <laughs> Tea House. Absolutely Shout love them. I'll, yeah. I'll be stopping in. They, uh, they're amazing. They have a 300-page menu. They're, they're lunatics. They're tea gurus. <laughs> well, I'm good with this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it I mean, No, they, they do serve like over 100 teas. I've had quite a bit of them. They're all really good. My favorite is uh, the Long Jane Green Tea. Try that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not 300 <laughs> okay, I, I thought you were being What's serious. really nice about Dobra is they will really they'll talk with you about what you like if you like sweet teas when you drink teas what's uh what type of palate do you have do you like sour things and they'll find a tea for you or a blend they're absolutely amazing they're local here in squirrel hill we absolutely love them so uh, they bring us fresh tea all the time oh awesome yeah um that said, Sydney, I am super pumped to talk with you about Niplids. Um, I love your story. Thank you. And I'm very excited to hear it. But where could we start with you as an artist and entrepreneur? Oh, I mean, do you want to start at the beginning of like how I got started just with art? Period? As far as you're willing yeah. to go back. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, when I first started like creating, I'm not the best painter and I wasn't the best at drawing either but you know so you start when you're a kid you do like little hand paintings and stuff like that so I was like oh okay like let me play with different body prints um so it really started with me painting my body and printing them onto canvases um and I was really infatuated with like the skin textures that you could see in the paintings and the little details and then over time I was like oh this is cool to see how my body changed from this state to another state um So that's how I kind of got started with just body printing in general. And then uh, my godmother got breast cancer. Cancer runs on both sides of my family, so it's something very like near and dear to my heart. Um, Mm -hmm. I relate to just, it's a long journey. Um, And sometimes it comes back and it's just, it's a long, long journey. So um, uh, how I kind of tapped in with niplids and got that idea was my godmother was going through breast cancer and she had to have chemo and her unfortunately sometimes you lose your hair during mm-hmm. that process so she's just going through this process of trying to find wigs and you know ways to still feel pretty and mm-hmm. um, comfortable during that time and I don't know what made me think to just put a nipple on a hat, you know? It was just like... love hearing that. <laughs> and here we are. It was just like, you know, okay, I do body prints, and I always wanted to, like, get into, like, uh, designing and fashion, and I always wear hats. My brother's a personal trainer. I'm a tomboy by nature. I have four brothers. So it was just like... Big family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big family for sure. My grandpa has like 13 brothers and sisters, so it's just like, uh, yeah. I gotta ask, with so much male energy and I assume protective brotherly energy, yes. what was the reaction and how do they feel when it's like, I'm gonna start putting my nipples on hats? Well, to be honest with you, my family was very supportive, and I think it was because just, you know, when things like breast cancer happen or things happen in your family, you really pull together through it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and my family has always had to really pull together through a lot of things um, in life. So I think they were just like, they just were really supportive of like me wanting to support my godmom and her journey and wanting to support other women and um, just do something positive with that situation. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I think like often these, these things happen and they're traumatic and um, a lot of people kind of like shy away from them. And for me, it was just like, how can we, I'm, I'm just, I'm naturally a very like positive, very like energetic person. So I was mm-hmm. just like, how can we make this into something like positive? How can we make this into yeah. something good? So they were very supportive of it. My whole family was. Yeah. Is your family a big part of your creation? I mean, of course, with your godmother, it's kind of like the catalyst for this. But right. as a whole, you know, you're just talking about how you needed to pull together. So mm-hmm. do they, are they like in some almost more abstract way, a part of the creative process for you? Uh, my family is definitely my why. So mm-hmm. um, we talk about that all the time. The why. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I listen to a lot of motivational speakers. So Who I do you listen whole, to? I listen to Eric Thompson. Oh, I love him to death. Hip hop preacher from Detroit. Yes, my favorite episode is the To Go Play. If you've never heard it, go listen to it oh right now. God. Literally, just change your whole mindset. But I listen mm. to him. I listen to uh, a podcast called Impact Theory that has Tom on there. Uh, he's super, super positive. His wife has a, uh, a podcast as well. It's called Women um, Women Impact. Yeah. So she talks with a lot of women that make impacts. You know, cool. who would think I listen to that? <laughs> 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 so You're she, one of them. Yeah, uh, thank you. So uh, I just like to, I, lis- I listen to positive things when I wake up and I try to just, you know, like I said, write things on my, yeah. my little whiteboard on my wall. So when I wake up, I just have those reminders of, it's so much easier to do these things when it's for other people. Like I am mm. just a person that like, if it's for me, I'll kind of drag my feet with things. I'll kind of be mm. like, mm, yeah, you know, I'll do that. But if it's for other people, I'm like up and at them. Yeah. I'm just that type of yeah. person. So like, uh, it makes it a lot easier, my family, just being part of that. And they're, they're definitely my number one why, so. Amazing. Thank yeah, you. Eric Thomas is one of those people that if, if you just somehow cross paths with one of his videos and he's speaking, mm-hmm. like you can't help but feel. Well, he's why I started running. I wake up and I run like miles. Like I know you said you follow me on Instagram, and like I'm, I will be yes. on it. I will be on there. Like hey gang, we're <laughs> up, we're about to run. Like da, 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 you That's know, so just like whatever. Awesome. And I, it was because of one of his videos where I never thought I could run, and then quarantine, the gyms closed, and there was yeah. like all this stuff going on. I was like. I can't run outside. You know, I run on the treadmill and I'm yeah. like, okay, this is like, you know, I'll run my mile to get ready for my workout. But the one day he, I heard his video and he was just like, you know, I didn't think that I could, I could run, but then I'll wake up and I'll walk a mile and then I'll be like, all right, I'll mm. just start running. And then, you know, then I'll run a mile and then I'll run two miles. And then you're waking up at 3 a.m. every day and you're <laughs> up before everybody else. So like, he definitely um, motivated me for a lot of lifestyle change through the quarantine when I was trying to figure out like who I was in all of this situation because it was it was I'm sure it impacted everybody in different yeah. ways but it definitely impacted me. I live by myself and I'm a very I have to self motivate. Yeah. So uh, those videos definitely made an impact on me. If yeah, the the best one I think that sparks a lot of fire for people if they haven't heard it's Eric Thomas and go Google YouTube him um, as bad as you want to breathe. 
mm-hmm. his first one. Yeah. And if that doesn't speak to you, then I, I don't know what will. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those videos that if you listen to and put in your playlist, that it will motivate you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, right on. So it's very cool when those yeah. kind of crossover. Um, the why with Niplids, mm-hmm. can you talk to us? Um, that's the design. I think, it, I think it's genius. Thank you. Absolutely genius. Thank you. I really appreciate um, that. It's enough and still respectful. That mm-hmm. I, like it's amazing. Um, and we'll talk about you giving back. But like as a business person, how has it been to start a business with Niplets? How has it been to start a business with Niplets? Uh, do you mean like just like getting started with it? Are you talking yeah. to like selling it's like marketing? The journey mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Uh, so I started it here locally. Um, and Pittsburgh is a great place to start a business. There's a lot of support here. Um, yeah. And a lot of people at first. So it's always interesting to see. I'm like really into sociology and psychology. Right and it's always interesting to see where people's mind go when I tell them about it. Because initially, mm-hmm. if I don't tell people the backstory on it, your mind wonders. And, you know, you can kind of see, like, where mm-hmm. that person is. So it it was a lot of me learning to, like, it's art, right? So it's open for interpretation. Yeah. It was a lot of, like, people just seeing different things. And I even from just, like, looking at the print and being like, oh, that's really cool. That's a rose, right? And I'm like, well, what do you think it is? Yeah. You know, or like, oh, I see a so skull smart. or I see this. So like I really learned to like sit back and like let people interpret it and then tell my story. Because I always want like as a business owner, you always want to like rep your brand and be like, hey, no, it's this. Uh. <laughs> but like for me, it was like it was really cool to just so like sit back and see like what people were seeing with it. So that was a really beautiful part of when I first got it started with it. Mm-hmm. And um so yeah, there was that, and then it was just a lot of me going to pop-ups at a lot of artist yep. markets and um, different galleries. I pull up to the art crawls with niblets in my book bag, mm-hmm. and I do that at parties. I do mm-hmm. that pretty much the first time or the first year that I started Niblets, anywhere that I went, they went, and if I couldn't bring my book bag in with niblets or if I couldn't set up a table that I'd didn't really go I I was just really trying to rep my brand and get it out there um and be able to get to that point where I could start to give back well it's amazing people need to hear that Mm -hmm. people need to hear that and I'm so happy like you answered it in that way to show people like it's it the real world it's every day oh yeah yeah, yeah. every day 100% and if it it definitely I do have an online store, but I would say 90% of my sales are in person. If I'm like in front of you and I'm showing you, I have a hat for somebody, definitely. Like there's something Mm. that's that person. I'm not gonna force it on you, but like if I put, I will just go to a regular, you know, get together in this table. We'll just, I'll just set my hats out casually. If you walk up and check them out, I'll tell you my story, you know, but yeah, yeah if I'm, I'm, I'm a very in-person, like, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And people like just feel that energy and that passion. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, wow, I want to support this. Yeah. So. It puts a face to the brand, you know, it's not yeah. just, oh, this is just another clothing company. It's, right. You, know, you get to learn about it. Right. And you get to also, like I said, I get to I got to a point where I'm able to now give back. So you get to yes. like really make an impact with 
what you're wearing as well. And people message me all the time, like, mm. oh, my heart. They're just <laughs> like, hey, like my, this girl messaged me on Facebook the other day and was like, hey, I got one of your hats at your pop-ups and my sister got breast cancer. And when I wear it, I always run a little harder. And I'm just like, I'm a super emotional person. So nah, it's just like little stuff like that. Like really, that's what I'm saying. Like when I wake up, that is my why. Yeah. 100%. You've mentioned your why a few times. Um, <laughs> and I think that I think that's so important because people get it twisted. Mm -hmm. It Your why isn't a phys it's not a material thing. No. Can you, um, I'm trying to think of how to almost quantify the difference for somebody that's in that situation, that's struggling and in a job that they don't like and what am I doing here? How do they find that why, I guess is what I'm looking for. Hmm. Because I love it when somebody's is so well defined. It tells mm -hmm. me that they can potentially deconstruct that and give the instructions to somebody that's in search of. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was more like I like to I do a practice where I like for five minutes, I'll kind of just like close my eyes and envision what I want my goals to look like. So for me, me finding my why it's not like an easy process and it's different for everybody but i realized when i was doing that exercise and i was like the things that made me happy during those visions like oh I, like my family like when i'm envisioning that and i'm envisioning them being in like a secure stable situation or feeling pretty or feeling loved because I have this group that's supporting me that's wearing these hats or you know just different things like it that's how I found out that like my family is a big why for me because those are the things that kept mm. popping up that made me feel good mm. and yes there's other things in there like technicalities and things I have to do to get to those steps yeah mm -hmm. but it was it was those little things that kept popping up that when I saw them I felt something in it and it mm. felt good so that's how I found my why I I don't, it's not like a general process for everybody, but that's, right. yeah, that's how I found mine. That was my journey. Yeah. I talked to so many folks that just are in jobs that they don't feel fulfilled in mm -hmm. and you talk to them and it's, it's like, you, you have to find something. It's a vehicle though. Like I don't knock the nine to five. Like right I, on. I was in banking for like seven years. Mm -hmm. uh, I went from just doing customer service to working as a loan officer to doing wealth management and my why at the end of the day before i decided to do full uh niplets full time i got into wealth management was my goal um because I, I worked with people that had um that got settlements for like usually like a malpractice mm -hmm. or something happened and those are people that maybe um aren't gonna walk right. again or aren't gonna do whatever so my why was like yes I have to structure their money yes I have to figure out how they're going to pay their bills but I'm making it easier for this person to live their life yeah. I'm making it I get to talk to these people I get to see their faces and that so like you can find little things in so the situation that um you know that that make you happy you just you do have to look for them though I think you do have to do some work. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Agreed. I think the biggest thing is, you know, it, it's personal, like, mm -hmm. for everyone, you know, and that's why there's, like, there is no, like, manuscript or handbook, like, this is how you find your why. You right. know, you have to analyze your own details. And, um, you know, how attentive to detail are you? Ooh, well, it depends on the subject because I am a very, like, at left and right brain type of person. Like, when I'm in art mode, messy, like, uh, like artists like there are no mistakes in art to me mm. 
and Ooh. that's the <laughs> wow that's i really the... want to hear you expand on that because we are as a musician i'm the opposite oh okay well yours is more like you can play with yours a little bit well i don't know i'm not sure exactly what no i mean so. just but like I'll accidentally drip paint on something, you know, and I'll be like, oh, at first I'm like, the business side of me is like, oh, you ruined this hat. Ruined. And then it's like, oh, well, let's put some more drips on it. Let's see what else this looks like, yeah. you know? So it's yeah. like, it, it's me I allowing it. myself to make those mistakes and making it something beautiful out of it. Mm. Yeah. How but is then it? what's the other side? Because you said that's the so then there's side. The, so then there's the business side that was in the tank with me when I first sat in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's like oh yeah you had your pop-up but you didn't do you know you didn't reach out to this person this person this person and say thank you or you didn't call this person today and it's like you know it's just allowing yourself grace a lot of quarantine was just like me allowing myself grace and things and learning how to do that so my business side I'm, I'm working on that um always doing personal development but uh that's the business side of it is it just me like not always hitting my marks and always trying to make sure that everything is perfect when it it really can't be but you can still push to be better yes yeah agreed so those are the two sides of my brain <laughs> i think it's a, a lot going on it's a good combination <laughs> it's a good combination that's what i think it's so important that uh people hear your story and that you share it with them that there's there's a real hustle to it and absolutely love your mindset of you. no matter what situation you're in um find something good about it whether it's you know oh yeah another thing sorry yeah, please. I, so like going back to the why something that also helped me uh, shout out to eric thompson again <laughs> we're gonna have to send this uh podcast to mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe we'll he, get him as a guest he had an exercise in one of his um videos where if if you want something and you really want it write down every single thing you have to do to get to that <laughs> that's the business side of it as well that i'm thinking about that you asked me mm -hmm. so i really did sit down and i was like okay if i want to scale niplets and i want to take this to another level what is it really going to take for me to do that and I really sat down and wrote out every single thing and I mean from like a budget to uh like what projects I would want to work on and and who I would need to work on those things and uh because I realized shortly after I started Niplids you know like it, it is pretty much a one-woman show with it but I do need other people um Certainly. and I need uh you know, teams in certain situations. So it was me really figuring that out and, and allowing myself to not feel like I need to take all of that on. So that's something that you could practice as well if you're interested. Oh, yeah, people, um, people doubt or don't understand the power of uh, pen to paper. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's honestly even like vastly different from writing in your phone 100 like picking up that pencil and I write everything down. Scribbling. I have a different color notebook for everything. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm saying like projects, uh, mm -hmm. budgets, um, even just personal, my journal. Yeah. I still like people tell me about all these like apps and everything. My apps are very limited on my phone. It's like Duolingo and like things that I can like yeah. learn on or play brain games on. But like I'm I'm a very like there is there's something about writing it down and really manifesting that because yeah. you're like you're holding yourself mm. to something. Is yeah. how I feel it. No, I totally agree. It's just such a neat process, too, mm -hmm. from idea to the hand to pen to paper and to see that idea, like, on... The, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, 
I think it's one of the best things for memory and even just to express yourself. Those apps are great. Well, it's muscle memory, right? Yeah. You remember like, oh, okay. Like I remember writing my LLC. I kept telling myself, oh, okay, I'm going to make this LLC for like for months and then for a year. And then I put it on my wall and, and I looked at it every day. And then finally like done. putting that little check mark on it at the end of the day was so like, yes. And it was like, and it's still up there. You know, so it's like, Good. yeah, just like writing something down. It's like it really is. It's it's a different feeling than, you know, typing it on your computer and it getting lost in your notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a real thing. Um, before we get out of here, Sydney, I just would like to ask how how do you think floating could help creatives? And then Ooh. Troy will have a closing question. I've got more than just a closing question. So. How can it help creatives? Like, I'll, I'll tell you how I, I think it's going to help me. Yeah. Um, it definitely allowed me the thought process to be like, oh, okay, like, let me pull away from this mindset that of like just going, going, going. And when I was in there, I was like, I'm going to commit to allowing myself to slow down and take some more time for me. So, sure. and it's something that like, I'm really hard on myself on because you want to complete your goals. You want to mm. do, and like I said, I, a lot of the things that I do, I feel like it's not for me. So it's hard for me to like not hit those goals and not feel horrible about it or feel like, oh, I didn't do this. But it also, I think like through quarantine, people are starting to prioritize and see mm. the importance behind um, just taking care of your mental health. And I think when I was in there, I really tapped into something. I don't know exactly what it was, but I feel like I, I'm going to start taking time to really just like prioritize, even if it's just a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, Cause I was in there. I know whenever I told you I had that big like heartbeat and I kind of like woke up out of my meditation, I was like, wow, an hour's a long time. <laughs> I still have, I still have yeah. some time in here with myself. Like, what am I going to think about? You know? And then I started that spiral again. And then I started to like, Mm. slow it down so it's it's practicing things and it's not going to happen overnight but just allowing yourself that time because you have to refresh you have to refresh to create you have to you're one of the only people i think that i've ever met and that's ever been on this show that's similar to me doesn't think the hour goes fast i've i've floated several times like at least like 10 and i've it's always to me like Jesus Christ, time is forever. <laughs> Whereas like most people, and it's not in a bad way, like yeah. I bask in it, but most people are like, oh man, that flew by. I just, I don't know, I just think that's interesting. I'm used to blocking out my time. I'm used Me to too. like blocking it out for like, okay, this time is for this, this is for that. And I run and I time it. So I'm like, I'm very like time oriented. I also think that that's kind of, for both of us, like that attention to detail. And cause you meditate and I do as well. Mm-hmm. So you're used to we're used to being in that space but for shorter amount of times though like when i meditate it'll probably be for like i don't know maybe like anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes yeah it's never been for an hour so i think like my mind is so used to like okay like we already did our time (laughs) like what are you why are you still doing this (laughs) we got this exactly Yeah. yeah yeah No, I just I just had to point that out because I think it's super interesting. And, you know, for everyone out there listening, like most people who come in here for the first time, like it's almost as if they're so relaxed that they just don't realize an hour goes by. So, you know, it's not, I'm not saying it's better one way or the other. I just right. think the, the mm. deeper you go or the deeper understanding you have of yourself or being in that space, it 
you feel time more because you kind of know what you're working on or what you're working through. 100%. So before I ask you my closing question, okay. I ask everyone, I, I know you already. Okay. And I know that. I you know, know you too. Yeah. We friends. <laughs> we friends. <laughs> Don't leave me. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I don't see it. Um, <sighs> I know that you're not just in Pittsburgh right now. No, you're I'm almost, in LA. Yeah. yeah like just just talk about that because you talk, mentioned like when writing out your plan, how to expand your 100%. brand. 100%. And this is, seems that to be the year that you've it. expanded your brand. Yes, I did. So one of my goals this year was to, um, <coughs> excuse me. One of my goals this year was to move and to expand my brand and to get it out to other people um, and just be able, I, I want to expand so that I can start doing more programming with breast cancer survivors. I used to do a workshop called Power to the Nipple mm. where breast cancer survivors would come in. Thank you. And we would work on the niplets together as art therapy and just also fellowship with other people that were going through or had some type of relation mm. to that um, trial. So my goal was to move out to LA and to expand my brand. And that definitely, um, it's been great. It's been really good. Like I said, it's, it's kind of like starting at the bottom again, you know, like mm. here it's me doing all the footwork. It's me showing up to parties and events with my book bag. Like I said, Takes just, back, right? yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, but it's humbling. It's definitely humbling because it's like, I was walking down the street the other day in LA and somebody was like, you're niplets, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> So like it's like I'm definitely making strides out there and if you meet me once you'll remember me for sure. I'm very like, hey, it's me. Da, da, da. Yeah, you have a unique <laughs> like, energy. So like um it was it was definitely humbling. I'm making strides out there, I'm meeting people. The I did a um radio interview actually out there right before I came back out here. I'm not sure exactly when it's gonna air, but it was on Dash Radio. Mm. And the way we connected was this guy being like, oh, I saw you were in L.A. I'm a cancer survivor and I would love to have you on the radio show and talk about your brand. So, like, there's definitely opportunity out there to expand. And it's just like it's a lot of manifesting. And this was in my plans. And um, I'm about to drop some T-shirts out there. And mm. there's just a whole different network. It's a whole it's a whole different culture. Yeah, definitely <laughs> a whole different culture. Still me, but different culture. So, um, awesome. Yeah, it's been really good in L.A. I'm super excited to see where that takes me. Uh, Pittsburgh is always home and where my heart is. But um, I'm super excited to see, like, what happens out there. I mean, I was just on Instagram the other day also, and uh, Reese Youngin saw that I had some mm. of the T-shirts that I just dropped, and he's from Pittsburgh. Shout out to Reese. And he was just like, oh, yeah, pull up to the studio. And I came with, like, a couple of my shirts for him to buy because he said he wanted one. I didn't know what size he was. And he was just like, oh, well, what sizes do you have? How many do you have? And he bought all of them and just started wow. handing them out to people in the studio. And Birdman was in the studio. And there's, oh, I don't even know who else was in there. Probably other names, too. But it's just like, just believe in your dreams and just do what you want and plan it out. And just mm. everything else will really fall in place. Like, just be true to yourself and true to your mission. And now I'm starting to scale and I'm able to kind of get to those goals of starting to plan what the programming would look like when I get there. So awesome. yeah, at least been good Congratulations. to me. Thank you. All right. So before we wrap up, I ask everyone this question, only share as much as you're comfortable with. Okay. While you were in the tank, did you work through any like trauma or significant problem or issue that you're currently dealing with? Definitely was thinking about something that's kind of been uh, on my heart with a relationship with somebody and um 
Um, so when I was thinking about it, I I got overwhelmed and I opened the door mm. to the uh, tank. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is too much. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And then and then I like calmed down. I thought about it a little bit. And then I closed the door again. I was like, no, I'm going to face this. Mm. So, yes, I did. I, I won't go into detail about exactly what's going on, but it's it's been something like kind of on and off and just ongoing. It's something that needs to be talked about. And it's something that I, I like to talk to myself about things first. So I've been Good. avoiding it. Mm. And um, it definitely what it started that conversation with me. So, yes, to answer your question. Thank you for sharing that Um, because, you know, to everyone listening, like one of the biggest benefits I think to floating is that you can have those conversations Mm -hmm. with yourself and it's just with yourself. You don't Mm -hmm. have to have it with anyone else and it's the perfect time to do it. I like to go into floats with an intention, but so thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, absolutely. And I hope everything works out. Thank you. Sydney, it's amazing. I love your courage. I love your energy. Thank you. Everything online, true to form. You're great. Thank I love you. your story. Um, it's great to sit and talk with you. Thanks so much for coming in. 100%. Um, it's an amazing episode. Thank you. Yeah, I had a, I had a great time with uh, the float tank, and thank right you for having me. I also uh, love you guys' energy. You made me feel very welcomed and safe and right allowed me to be open with everybody We're not creepy people. Watching. You hear that? <laughs> We're not creeps. <laughs> I didn't say all that, though. Oh. <laughs> Handsome Troy. Yeah, so thank you for having me as well. I appreciate it. No awesome. Problem. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That was an awesome episode. Um, we have some more cool folks coming in the next couple weeks. Looking forward to seeing you then. That was an awesome episode. We're out of here. Peace. Love Bye. you. I want to relax, relax, put my mind at ease. Good friends and good vibes. Now that's all I need. When life hurts, come down and flow to levity. Let your problems wash away into serenity. Whoa.